Stampede. Garner isn't number 47. Recorded May 3rd, 2020. If you think it's over, well, you better wake up. COVID-19 is far from over. I can give some of the statistics about the infection rates, about the flattening of the curve, the number of fatalities, but I'm sure you're familiar with all of that. No, I won't tell you about those facts. Instead, It's obvious something else is coming as a result of COVID-19. Many, if not all of the things we expect in our lives are being challenged. And it's becoming clear an inflection point is taking place. In New York City, you don't order 19 million people to stay at home without expecting some changes. Our economic system of 1971 has been built on consumerism. It's a system of profits. And you don't maintain a system like that when you have people staying in place. There are just so many times you can apply a cream to remove wrinkles on your face or put on a business suit 
or work clothes, preparing to leave for what was once your normal job. No, I suspect there have been people in their homes or apartments who have been conducting themselves in ways they never imagined. There's just so much television you can watch, just so much macaroni and cheese you can eat in a day. No, when the government says it's safe to have social distancing and you can leave your home, you aren't going to be the same. No, mental stability may have been affected by staying at your home so long. You see, you were an active part of the system. When consumerism was teaching you that all you needed was a way to keep buying all that junk you've accumulated, not only were you active, you were being manipulated into believing you needed all that junk. And even worse, you were intentionally made addicted to going out for, turning on to, and even fighting for all that junk consumerism made you think was important. Whether you liked it or not, you were hot-wired by consumerism. And it's becoming obvious to people who survived that way, especially those who prospered and allowed their greed to run wild, aren't about to let that disappear. There are going to be attempts to put consumerism back together. So I don't want to talk about COVID-19. I'm talking about what the future will bring even while COVID-19 is still working its way through populations across the globe, killing people. What we'll soon see is the demand to rescue the economy. There will be orders telling workers to get back to work. In some instances, this could have long-term negative effects. Orders telling people to go out while there's a potential killer still circulating, could make people hesitant about putting their lives on the line for work. Orders to keep social distancing, wearing masks and gloves, may not instill confidence. Certainly, in the military, soldiers are required to do what they're told. At the time of the making of this show, COVID-19 has killed over 56,000 people in America in less than two months. That's more than all the deaths from the Vietnam War that occurred over a decade of combat. I might say about the military, a serious question of morale among our soldiers toward the end of that war resulted in what was reported as fracking. It was a soldier refusing to obey an order and killing his superior. Of course, that war wasn't conducted by Americans volunteering their service. No, the army came from draftees and was unpopular. I think I'm safe to say there are a lot of people in this country today 
who don't enjoy doing the work they do, and they do it only because they have to. And a lot of them won't do it if they think they may die because of it. When a governor of a state orders workers to go back to work in the midst of a clear and present danger, there can be consequences. Besides, I don't think I have to remind anyone, this country has a population that's well-armed. Of course, there are lots of people who want to return to work, people who depend on their small business for their livelihood. When consumerism was working, businesses that were succeeding kept a lot of people going. But during the month of April, over 25 million people have filed for unemployment. Unemployment rates have jumped 
making people say, this is no ordinary recession. For a long time now, American leaders have instilled this thought to its population. The business of America is business. Well, that concept may have to be amended. Americans may very well find the motive, the reason for getting up in the morning to receive a paycheck from a business may not be a reason enough to go to work. You might be making a living wage, but the system is making the people at the top living without boundaries. And this makes me revisit how we came to consumerism in this country. And to be sure, millions of Americans may have had their lives improved by it. It really didn't matter what you bought. It would continue to increase in value. Real estate was a prime example of that. And that stood to reason, because population growth insisted that more housing was needed. But it could have been something as simple as buying a barrel of nails. If you bought a barrel of nails one day and stored it in a basement, it would be worth more than what you paid for it six months later. In 1971, Richard Nixon ended what was called the Bretton Woods Agreement, a system established after 1945 for promoting stability among countries around the world, using the United States dollar as the reserve currency. America had the largest reserve of gold in 1945, and therefore held the greatest position of stability, along with the establishment of the International Monetary Fund. The fund was to help countries that needed financial assistance. But that all changed when the balance of trade in 1971 in America no longer had sufficient gold reserves. A new system had to be devised America was to become a debtor country, and it instituted the system of the petrodollar. It was reasoned that gold really never represented a modern monetary system. It didn't drive an economy to grow. It needed something else that actually would stimulate growth, and that something was oil. So, Oil was determined to be the basis for the world economies, but you needed to consume it to make it work. So if a country wanted to grow, it needed oil. And if you wanted to buy oil, you could only do it using the U.S. dollar, or what we now call the petrodollar, paper. And I mean literally paper became the basis for purchasing oil, or also called fiat money. If a country had a central bank, like America's Federal Reserve Bank, it could print as much paper money it wanted. The system required consumption. And it didn't matter how much debt came from it. 
because a central bank could keep printing as much fiat money it needed. Consumption was the measurement of success. And America has been the king of consumption. But there has always been issues with that. Putting aside the question of financial limits, something very pernicious has come with consumerism. Issues of greed, corruption, and violence come with a system of consumerism. You can never be satisfied because the system keeps telling you you need more. And I don't think it's an exaggeration to say millions of people in this country are being manipulated into trying to get more. And it's not just material things. Propaganda on every front is used to convince people everything is good.
consumerism's intent was to keep America's economy strong, it used a product derived from nature. Its privileged position with the use of its currency kept us powerful in the world. It was a little like the crime of extortion, a crime when someone says, we'll protect you and your business, but you'll have to pay us a percentage of your business. And if you don't, we can't be responsible if that plate window in your storefront gets smashed in. The petrodollar and consumerism helped to support our military-industrial complex. It produced over 140 military bases around the world. And the rationale for that was it kept us safe. But we've never really been safe. And COVID-19 proves that. Putting aside our attempts at policing the world, oil has produced products endangering the natural world. It may have been the stimulus to produce growth in our economy, but it's left a deep wound. It wounded what we needed to survive, both physically and mentally. The air we breathe, the water we drink, the cultural plastic waste, the toxic chemical byproducts we spread to eliminate the unwanted. Not only the unwanted in the natural world, but humans as well. The lethal weapons of war helped companies achieve blue-chip status on stock market exchanges. The profit motive had no boundaries, and oil made it possible. Non-stop debt wasn't just from the endless printing of paper money. It was the debt we created to ourselves by the destruction and pollution of nature. We were manipulated by the consumerist culture, turned into modern slaves demanding more. No, we cultivated destruction in the one thing we could never afford to turn away from.
oil was formed by organic material in warm, shallow oceans millions of years ago. COVID-19 may very well end an economic system of the petrodollar that has lasted for 50 years. Recently, the price of oil traded at a historic minus $40 a barrel. World production had no place for it to be stored. Oil wasn't being consumed. It became worthless when COVID-19 collapsed economies around the globe. Oil was formed in the Mesozoic Age, 252 to 66 million years ago, and we gave it a monetary value, a way to advance economies, and we thought with consumerism, all we needed was more, more of everything. We never understood more could come to a stop. We never understood that we belonged to something greater than a profit, that we should never forget what we came from. Nature doesn't know what a profit is. We may never be able to rebuild consumerism because something new is coming. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Ottorino Rospighi's The Pines of Rome, composed in 1924. You then heard a piece from Philip Glass's 1982 album Glassworks, Facades, followed by Richard Wagner's composition Siegfried's Funeral March, from his opera Gatterdammerung, first performed in 1876. Then to close, you heard portions of two works from Nino Rota, from Federico Fellini's 1954 Academy Award-winning foreign film, La Strada. First, La Strada, and then Adio del Mato. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.